But yeah, no, zombies, number one thing I refuse. Also up there is smart cars. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I think you both are familiar with One Punch Man. Yes. Yeah, I hate yes, it. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was just a, an incorrect thing to say. Is this when we should begin talking about what we know we all have been watching? Oh, I think we need to. Okay, well, uh, <clears throat> Disney's high school musical, the musical, the series. Woo! I'm sorry for chuckling. It's just the idea that to become Hawkeye, you can just be really good at archery and then decide, you know what? I'll be Hawkeye. You can do that with like none of the other ones. But Hawkeye's like, yeah, I'm pretty good with a bow. What is up, browsers? My name's Danny. I'm joined by the lovely Sean and Samson, as per usual, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Sean. This is Samson. (laughs) Wow. You guys are so funny. The joke there is that Samson said that he was Sean and I said that I was Samson. And I didn't care to be either. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so welcome back, everybody. Hope you all had a great week. Uh, Congrats to the Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl, because we now know the answer to that. uh, It's true. Which we stated in the last one. Uh, But I figured I might as well just dive straight into some news and we can get going from there. So the news that I found this week, um, some pretty interesting stuff. Sam Raimi is in talks to direct uh, Doctor Strange 2. Oh, yeah. Samson has the biggest grin on his face right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, like, have you heard this whole thing where um, uh, Marvel is pitching Doctor Strange, the new Doctor Strange, as um, their first horror movie? Which is dumb. Which I is have dumb, heard that. Because yeah. it's definitely <laughs> not going to be a horror movie. I have not. But, um, yeah, they're pitching it as um, uh, their first horror movie. And considering... Uh, Sam Raimi's background in both horror with the Evil Dead franchise and uh, the Spider-Man franchise, I think it could be really good. I was re-watching Spider-Man 2 this week, and there is a scene when um, Doc Ock wakes up, um, and they're all operating on him, and, and, and he just murders all of the doctors, and it is shot like such an old school, like, uh, almost like German uh, German style um, horror from like you know the 40s or whatever um, <laughs> very Fritz Lang um, but, oh yeah classic <laughs> Fritz Lang um, I but, thought so I thought where you were going with the Spider-Man thing was that Spider-Man 3 was a horror because it was horrible to watch oh, but no. I'm glad that you were going with a legitimate reason as to why he can direct horror super fe- well, like superheroes I have to say there's that one video of the Spider-Man 3 Peter Parker dancing down the street without any audio uh, without oh. the music and that <laughs> so is good. a horror movie it is it's so good so uncomfortable um, no I totally agree about the scene though like that Doc Ock waking up and the tentacles like moving around is so cool. Yeah, and the well, and the whole thing with the shadows, um, like the way they use shadows in that, and uh, the the point of view shots from the from the like arms. Um, as it comes in at this woman's face and she's screaming, Mm -hmm. is a very like old school horror. I think that um, he knows like he's just so good at the horror thing, and he really knows what he's doing and he knows the film history of of horror which i think could really lend some really cool elements to uh the new doctor strange um yeah yeah um i i liked the first doctor strange movie i think it didn't do enough like mind tripping mind fuck stuff because i like the elements where it's in the glass world and it's just like everything's going upside down and they're moving on the walls yeah and, like, all this magician magic like craziness and i think the film if it goes horror and can play more into that 
would do yeah. really, really well. Yeah. I, I thought the first one, the issue too is uh, Doctor Strange is not even remotely likable <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. Um, and it's such a boring origin story, I feel like. Uh, it takes so long for that movie to get off the ground and start going. Um, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me. I've heard like screenwriters talk about how great that movie is in terms of pacing and really? how much they love it. But huh. I can't stand the pacing of that movie. It's so slow. And he's so unlikable. And I'm really excited just to have a new movie where, like, all of that is established so you can get right into it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I think a sequel is going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed him as a character more in uh, the movies in which he played a supporting role. Mm. Um, because there was the, the big thing about the first Doctor Strange is that the first 30 minutes of it are kind of like, I am a doctor. I'm good at being a doctor. I'm also a big joy. <laughs> and that's... But, oh, now my hands are broken and I can't be a good doctor. I'm just super rich and handsome. Let me just crash Darn. my car right here, uh, right yeah. over the edge. Don't text and drive people. Yeah. This is a PSA. I, I will. Be, I am curious which, like, where they're going with this film because it is titled The Multiverse of Madness, right? So they kind of have an idea what they're setting up here. And we know that the Scarlet Witch is going to play a very big role in it because she's also featured in the film. And I think it takes place... I can't remember if it's before or after the WandaVision TV show, but one of the two is going to tie into the other one. And I'm really curious to see where they go. Cause they might do the house of M type story to bring in mutants. Yo, what, what the hell is WandaVision? I'm going to be honest. Like when I first heard about WandaVision, I thought it was Wakanda vision. <laughs> I was like, how cool they're making a black Panther Wakanda TV show forever. I'm like, I don't know, understand what that's going to be. Well, um, but you see Samson, there's some hidden meaning in the title because it's WandaVision, which is Wanda in vision, but you could also take it as Wanda's vision. I, I kind of agree with that. So there is mm -hmm. a story in the comic books called the house of M and the disassembled Avengers that lead up to it, where basically Scarlet Witch is going insane and she's losing her mind and her reality altering powers are going out of control. So she's creating her own experiences of reality right now. So mm -hmm. she like creates two children that she had with the vision which is not possible because he's an android and cannot reproduce. And then I think she's also barren in the comics too. So they, what happens is everyone, I think it was Charles Xavier, realized that she was going out of control, brings together all the Avengers who have been attacked by Wanda's reality-altering things, and she murders a couple of them. It's a, kind of, it's a really cool storyline. And then they all go to stop her uh if you hear anything in the background it's just like a vent is moving so it's just distracting me for a sec but they go to this mansion to distract her and uh take her down and after they take her down she utters the lines um like she wants mutants to be in control and she essentially creates magneto's dream of a mutant paradise where mutants are the superior race and are in control of everything and like humans are seen as worse and then during that storyline, they find out that the reason the world is like this, because some of the uh, heroes don't have their memories, they only have this one, and they're slowly going one by one to figure out what's going on with the world. And when they discover what's going on, they go up to Wanda, confront her, there's a huge battle, and then she utters the famous line, no more mutants. And by saying that, she decimates the millions and millions of mutants down to like 200. So the storyline going from there is how the mutants are going extinct, and then they're just not oh. characters anymore. So if they were to flip that in Multiverse of Madness, where she says, bring more mutants, or like she realizes she's a mutant and like brings them into the world, that can combine X-Men with Marvel. 
Ooh. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's where they're going with this. I, I have no idea. The WandaVision TV show looks like it's all over the place. I think it had screenshots of like the 50s all the way to 2000s, different types of sitcoms in yeah, that trailer. That. So looks pretty interesting. Um, yeah, unless we have any other points, just move on to the next bit. The Craven the Hunter spinoff is, uh, has started casting. So Craven the Hunter is a Spider-Man villain where he basically just wants to be the ultimate hunter, has killed all the prey, and now realizes Spider-Man is his next target and is a classic Spider-Man character. Oh, and that's because yeah. Peter Parker's so cute. Yeah. He's like the ultimate prize. Yeah. He wants to yeah. date Peter Parker. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, he's a child predator. He's not an actual ah, predator hunter. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they're casting and they're doing another spinoff of another villain, kind of like what Sony has done with Venom and is now doing with Morbius. And I've seen the Morbius trailer that it doesn't look very good. I don't know if you guys have seen that. They should make a Carnage movie. I'm just going to say hard R Carnage movie would be super cool. Well, we all saw how Venom went. Uh, okay, Venom uh, I didn't watch was Venom. enjoyable. It I had its moments, disagree. but it was a worse version of Upgrade. I don't know if you saw the movie Upgrade. No. Upgrade, the guy has like a little chip in his back that tells him what to do, and he gets like super strength oh, and moves okay, around yeah. and stuff. And it was essentially Venom, but it came out a month or two earlier. Hmm. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm curious where they're going to go with these movies and how they're going to tie them in because they're creating characters people are supposed to kind of like but are also not full villains mm. like i would say tom hardy's venom is not a full villain and i can anti-hero. imagine they'll mm-hmm. yeah anti-hero and i can imagine they're going to go the same route with morbius so don't know where they're going there but that trailer you guys should watch the trailer it is right, weird. i think out. i did watch it then didn't know what it was and then forgot about it <laughs> yeah I guess all I can really say is that Jared Leto shouldn't be playing any more characters in a superhero universe. That's oh, all I is he say. playing? Is it Morbius? He is playing He's Morbius. Playing yeah, that's that's the trailer. It's no. Morbius. He's like Doctor Morbius, no. and he's like a pseudo vampire. Maybe okay, that's how they introduce Bane. It. Yeah, or, or not Bane. Um, uh, Blade. I have no oh. idea what they're doing there. Oh, Blade. that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Blade. Um, but yeah, all right. So that's one piece. And it's funny you speak about Carnage because the Venom 2 movie, according to Andy Serkis, has started filming. So they're about 40 days into filming right now. Won't reveal any information, but I have a really strong feeling that Woody Harrelson is going to be Carnage in that movie based on the end credit scene for the first Venom. Oh, damn. Yeah. So you guys didn't see Venom. Wasn't it. But, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. So all the way in the end credits, it's Woody Harrelson is in a cage and he's like the serial killer, uh, Cletus Cassidy. And I'm pretty sure they're leading up to him becoming Carnage for hmm. the next movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I don't all know. Right. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I, I want to see Woody Harrelson as a psychopath. That could be cool. That could be pretty cool. And uh, as I alluded to earlier, I really did not like Venom. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It just – Having um, Tom Hardy like talk to demon voice, just black goo the whole time. Just it didn't it didn't really sell it for me. And I love Tom Hardy as an actor. There was just something about him going like uh, I, I don't know. And then you know Venom being like, oh, we should just eat them. And he's like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Oh, just eat them. Nom, 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 nom. Was I, he voicing Venom? I don't know. I don't know. Which was the better Venom? Him or uh, uh, not Andrew Garfield, uh, Topher Grace in Spider-Man Three. Which which was the better Venom depiction? It's been uh, too long since I've seen Spider-Man Three. Honestly, I'd say neither. <laughs> just scrap all the yep. Venom. Just just redo it with somebody else. We need less black goo. Yeah. Have you saying. heard that um, Eminem song like that he made for Venom? 
I don't know how the movie, I, watch I don't the movie. know how it could be <laughs> that bad when it has that great song that goes. Venom, venom, venom. Oh yes. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I, I, I'll be honest. I like Tom Hardy's Venom because I took it again. I, I like taking movies at face value where I just go, "This can be a fun film," mm. and I don't care about it. It was not. I agree with you. It's not a good movie, but if you go into <laughs> it having like looking to have a fun time, you can enjoy yourself a lot. I should yeah. also mention that I was like ten hours into like a. 12 hour flight so i i i wasn't in the happiest mood at the time and i don't sleep on planes so i was i was looking to be angry so that might have might have influenced it a little bit okay yeah. all right so the other bit of news that i've got for today is that um so apple tv uh posted a statistic saying that of all the potential people who could sign up for their streaming service the apple tv plus uh only less than 10 percent of users have actually signed up for it so I think it's because there's so many other streaming services at this point that no one wants to sign up for an Apple TV Plus, and no. it doesn't look like they have any really good shows coming out. I remember I saw one th- – oh, it was the Emily Dickinson show that I was like, oh, I'd probably watch that if I had Apple TV, but I'm not getting yeah. Apple TV. So. And don't they have the new Shyamalan show? Maybe. I really wanted to watch that Shyamalan show. I I love um, Shyamalan. The you only one they Shyamalan. have that looks good for me is the Raven's Quest uh, something banquet. It's by uh, Mac and Charlie from It's Always Sunny. The two of them wrote it together. Oh, and Mac weird. plays like a CEO of a tech company and it's like two sides facing off. And that one looks and sounds like it's in It's Always Sunny show, but mm. a different genre. So I'm kind of curious about that one. But otherwise, I don't think I would want to pay for an Apple TV Plus. There's too many things that I have to pay for already because you need the cores of Hulu, Netflix, HBO. Like those are the ones you really can't avoid at this point because everything is on them. And then you might also want to pay for Amazon just to get Amazon Prime. Mm. Yeah, honestly, I'd I'd throw down an Amazon Prime's ring over um, HBO probably just because Amazon Prime has all of those old HBO shows. And I feel like hmm. they have a better selection. HBO's movies are just lacking. I really just hate Amazon. Uh, what is, is does it have? A, it's Amazon. It's is it just called Amazon Prime? I think Store? it's called Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. Prime Video. I hate the interface. Yeah, I hmm. hate it so much. And it's because um, whenever I go home, my parents have like some whatever cable package that they have, like all these streaming services just bundled in. And anytime I ever try to watch something through Amazon Prime Video. It's just like – it's a nightmare in comparison to all the other yeah. ones. It's just like it's slow and laggy. And that might just be because it's – you know doesn't have the best uh, TV app. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. It, it turned me off pretty dramatically yeah. from ever watching anything else on there. I would disagree with you about uh, getting Amazon over HBO. I would choose HBO in a heartbeat because I think their shows are better. I, I think HBO does a very good job of releasing shows, and they are some that are worth checking out, like Westworld and Game of Thrones when it was still airing, and yeah. I've been watching Avenue 5, and I really enjoyed that. And like, I think HBO does a very good job of releasing content, which makes it better than the movies that they release, and that's yeah. why I subscribe to them. That's fair. I think my thing with HBO is like after uh, Game of Thrones was over, I, I was like, I'm not really sure why I have this. And then I got hooked on Silicon Valley, mm. um, which was really good. Flight and, of the Concords. Oh, Flight of the Concords. But again, that's on Amazon Prime. Oh, also, really? okay. I own the entire series. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, Naturally. Yeah. The, the only th- reason I think I'm honestly with HBO still is um, so I can watch Barry when it comes back out. I love yeah, Barry. Barry's great. Barry's Ooh, probably my, one of my favorite shows on TV right now. In the now. meantime, you can watch the critically acclaimed uh, Band of Brothers. Mm. <laughs> Sean and I have had disagreements for uh, probably about a year now because uh, – 
Sean really, really loves Band of Brothers, and uh, I watched the first two episodes and shut it off within the last 10 minutes of the D-Day scene. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was bored. <laughs> it makes me want to scream. I, I'm, I'm containing my rage right now. I love that show. And it only gets better is the other thing. I would say the other two shows you need to watch, quote unquote, need to is Entourage and Ballers. I don't think I need to watch Ballers. <laughs> okay, so uh, I watched Ballers as a joke, and it's it, it cracked me up as a joke. Go into it thinking it's dumb as hell, and it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson just being the Rock. Mm, yeah. Well, that I mean, all right. It's terrible. It is a terrible show, and I do not recommend it for everyone, but I think if you go into it with that mentality, you might enjoy it. It is just Entourage with basketball, right? No, football. Oh, football. Yeah, it's Entourage with football. Has anyone ever oh, referred yeah, I to would... football as – I guess someone might have yeah. referred to it as ball. But... but I also – now that you say that, I can't picture The Rock playing uh, basketball. So well, um... He's doing like a sports agent thing in the show. Oh, okay. So okay. it's him and – I always forget the other actor. But the two of them are trying to create a sports uh, talent agency or sports management agency where they are managing players' money. So it like focuses on a couple different players that they're working with and then them and then just like everyone tries doing like the screwing each other over and like the classic entourage thing where like everyone has their own little story going on. It's okay. not a good show by any means. <laughs> I, I I genuinely do not think it is a good show, but it can be entertaining as hell if you're watching it with a group or going into it with a bad mentality. Hmm. So, All right. All right. Uh, the other uh, bits of news that I got, because I got two more pieces. One is that Netflix has disabled autoplay while browsing. So you know when you're watching Netflix and you finish a show and it's like really deep and you want to watch the credits and then it promotes some random shit for mm. you? You can turn that off now. You can also turn off that automatically plays the next episode so you can sit in the credits a bit longer. There is nothing I would ever hate more than I'd just be scrolling through Netflix Maybe stop for a second to look at my phone and it's in the background. It's like, I used to be a regular teenage boy, but then I discovered the book of magic and it changed my life. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. And then I'll scroll away from it to try to get somewhere else. And then it'll be like an ancient time once foretold by the book of magic, a boy. And I'm like, no, leave me alone. I want blessed silence so I can sit in my own thoughts and let them stew. See, I honestly really like it because I get so distracted and I get like so caught up on like trying to find like uh, just like I get so distracted on my phone or like I just like days off. I'm like, I don't even know what to watch anymore yeah. that like sometimes those things pull me back into the real world. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to choose a show. So I have to like stop listening to this um, promo for this show. You are um, you are making a strong case to be my enemy this this episode, <laughs> Samson. Have, but tell me, have you ever genuinely just been scrolling along, gotten one of those ads and been like, oh, I want to watch this? Yes. No. Yes, actually, yes. I yeah. would say yes, but... How many times? In ratio. Give me a ratio. Uh, I'd say it's like maybe yeah. one out of ten times. Multiple's not a ratio. <laughs> but you're like, right. also, I think it's really good for like stand-up. Um, it, oh, it really okay. gives me I'll a good – I, I watch a lot of stand-up on Netflix and it gives me a really good idea of like whether or not I'm going to vibe with what this person's throwing down. Ooh, you could also just watch some though. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That's what gets but, me. But I don't want to get like 10 minutes into a special and be like, oh, I really hate this because then I'm going to be too lazy to like actually get out of it. So it's like I can watch a two-minute trailer and be like this sucks or oh, I'm actually kind of into checking this out. 
Um, well, I guess why it's good to have. I guess that's why it's good to have a choice now. Yeah. Which I think they should have done a while ago. I I think I really enjoy it. I, I'm on the same page as Samson. It's nice to get a little preview of what I'm watching. I think it should be delayed a bit more. I think it plays like after like two or three seconds, and it yeah, should be put back to like ten to fifteen. Because I want to be able to read the description of the show before I start watching a trailer of it. That was something. That's also definitely a thing that I've I have distinct memories of reading something, and then it goes in a world where one boy <laughs> finds the book of magic. I can't take it. No, but I I totally agree with Samson. There have been a number of show that, shows I found on Netflix because it would automatically play. Off the top of my head, Umbrella Academy, um, The Dragon Prince. Uh, I just found this new show called Lock and Key, which aired yes. Like, oh, I heard about that. We Does that this. is that related to Stephen King? I don't know, but it looks like an interesting concept, so I'm going to be watching it, and I would give my opinions on it next week. Cool. So I've got a couple there. But it's it's really nice feature for me because I want to have an idea of what I'm watching before I go into it because I don't want to waste my time with shows. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's why I think it's a good thing that they added the button now because to me, if it's something that I think I might want to watch a trailer for, I'll just click on the trailer option. Yeah. You know? And I, get, I just get annoyed by um, pop-ups like that, I think. Uh because yeah. they just distract me too much from something else that I'm trying to do or if I'm like on a train of thought. You know, I'm like, ah, get this out of here. I, I do think it is nice that they added the feature. And it's also cool because on Reddit, it was like 120,000 upvotes. So oh, yeah, the internet when you've loved done it. that and you make it to r slash all as the number one post, you know Netflix subscribers are going to be very happy with that. Mm -hmm. Um, the last bit of information that I have for today is that Marvel has announced they have seven other shows aside from uh, the Winter Soldier, Vision, or WandaVision, and Loki in development. As of now, we know five of them, which are Miss Marvel, which is the um, the uh, Muslim superhero version of, Mar of uh, Captain Marvel. Hmm. She's uh, like a teenage girl from Jersey City who gets uh, inhuman powers. They haven't really introduced the Inhumans much, but... That's kind of the line she goes from, and she can kind of like stretch it and begin her bo her body. Hmm. So that's the power she has. Um, there's She-Hulk, which is the cousin of the Hulk, who's also oh, yeah. a lawyer and has more intelligence. So that's uh, probably going to be. <laughs> Wait, a they're making. Did you say they're making drama? A, that I I think I just zoned out for a second. Did you say She-Hulk? They they are making a She-Hulk. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That they is announced confirmed. it at um, whenever they did the major announcements for all the shows. Mm. I know it's not going to be a courtroom drama, but imagine if it was. I like the idea that she gets really <laughs> mad and you just start seeing the green and she's like, no, 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 this is okay. I got to I gotta go back to my dissertation or whatever they do in law school. I don't know law. Yeah, they dissert. Is, is that the right term? I don't know. <laughs> I, not a clue. Imagine like Judge Judy, but she can turn into the Hulk. I, oh, they should have Judge Judy play She-Hulk. <laughs> absolutely. I, I, the total sidebar, but she makes an insane amount of money. I think I remember hearing <laughs> yeah. somewhere that's like five hundred thousand dollars an episode. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. It's it's insane. Well, I guess because people have to pay to go see her. I'm gonna Google it again because I don't no, want to just... I, I'm pretty sure that they um I, I I read before that what they do is the show covers all of the legal fees. So um what happens is you know if you're suing somebody for X amount of money um. The show then pays that money hmm. instead of the people. Um, I underestimated it. She or earns forty-seven million a year, which comes down to about nine hundred thousand a workday because she works fifty-two days a year. Holy crap! <laughs> she is more successful than all of us combined will likely ever be in terms of just like uh, amount worked to amount paid. So she does what some people do for a living normally, but on TV. 
and then just makes millions of dollars. Yeah, yep. for like a sixth of a year. That is absurd. <laughs> yeah, like My, a seventh of a year, wow. actually. Do you ever just hurt? <laughs> Everybody hurts. Mm, yeah. But yeah, so uh, continuing on there, oh, yeah. there's She-Hulk, there is Moon Knight, which is about a man with multiple personality disorder who is killed in Egypt. I think he's a mercenary as well. He's killed in Egypt, and the Egyptian god of the moon, Khonsu, brings him back to life if he agrees to serve as his accolade. Wow. What? Sounds like my fan fiction. Like, what? <laughs> Moon Knight is an incredible show because it really plays into the mind. Like, every mm. time I've read a Moon Knight comic, I've enjoyed it thoroughly because he is insane, has, like, five different personalities going on at once, and each one of them can take control and lead an entirely oh. different life. So he's got one who's like a taxi driver, one who's an actor. There's like a little girl personality in there that's sort of like his conscience. And then there's also the Kansu and the Moon Knight personalities. So he's got one of the god in his head and then one of him as Moon Knight in his head. Oh, wow. So he only has five personalities? It's like five or six if he includes his own. Uh, That's pathetic after Split where he had like 20. Split, greatest movie after the last five years. You it know, was really good. Didn't see it, so I can't I even really like... Uh, Shyamalan, he's on a hot streak, except for Glass. Glass made me really disappointed. Did it? I wanted yeah. to see it, and I wound up not watching it. I really... I, second time I'm saying this, this episode, I really love Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> what? And um, I really love, like... Unbreakable is one of the most absurd movies I've ever seen. Just just the the, the, the pitch for that whole thing where it's like... <laughs> Bruce Willis is unbreakable, except for water, where he almost drowns in a four-foot-high pool in the climax of the movie. And, then, and when he touches people, he sees their crimes. <laughs> I forgot about that part. But it's curious that water's his weakness, because then we look at signs. Mm. Oh, yeah. And here's the other thing. The happening, what do plants grow from? Water. Oh Wait, so God. if Judge Judy was She-Hulk and then had the powers of Unbreakable, she would make so much bank. She'd be God. She could yeah. solve... She would be, she God. be God. She could solve every crime instantly. Yep, yeah, so. that's true. That's true. That'd be too much power for Judge, Judge Judy. Um, yeah, but... Um, <laughs> she know, already yeah. is Judge, Jury, and Executioner. What more does she need? Unbreakable powers. Oh, God. She'll yeah. kill them herself. Yeah, did you know that uh, there are a bunch of unaired episodes where she does beheadings at the end? She, she like, <laughs> I heard takes about out that the actually, Executioner's yeah. Cleave or whatever it is. They were filmed in France, right? Yeah. We, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the other thing. She was around during the French Revolution because she's immortal. Um <laughs> Uh, and it, I remember the name change because Judy, you know, obviously isn't her real name. Uh, her real name is Bahamut. Uh, <laughs> I you were say Judeus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Judgish Judeus. Judgish Judeus, yeah. No, no, she is uh, Satan. It's like Jack Nicholson in the picture at the end of The Shining. We mm-hmm. see pictures She's of her drawn the into the French time. Revolution. <laughs> oh my god. I would love to go back and Photoshop like Judge Judy in all of history and just her at like pivotal <laughs> events. Judging. <laughs> Judging, jurying, and executioning. <laughs> she was behind the reign of terror. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, and then I guess tie into that, there's a what-if show, which is basically Marvel says, imagine if this happened, now it's actually going to. One of those is like Peggy, Peggy Carter is 
Yes. Captain America, right? Yeah, she's like Captain Britain or Captain America. Yeah. I don't know how oh, they're probably doing Captain it. Britain. Yeah, yeah, whatever it may be. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's exactly what the show is. It's mm-hmm. basically taking, oh, like imagine if this happened or if this played out differently and then you get to watch that. But it's all going to be animated and really? every single actor from the Marvel movies will be voicing their own characters. I'm really excited about that. I think that's super cool. Yeah. A lot of the other ones... You know, when you said that they have seven shows on the way, I thought to myself, that's too many. Yeah. But that is one that I think, I just think that's pretty cool. I think they're trying to choose characters that are going to bounce around different genres. Because you've got She-Hulk in court. You've got Moon Knight, which is going to be a mental thing. You've got Miss Marvel, who I believe will probably try and touch on Muslim, like, community. Because that's a very big aspect for her Mm -hmm. character. Like, she's very religious and her family is very coming together with the community in Jersey City. Um, so I imagine they're just trying to go in every yeah. single direction right now. Oh, and then you have uh, Judge Judy for snuff films. <laughs> uh, and as I say that, Samson has taken off his shirt. No. <laughs> well, no, okay. making things up because it's an audio-based medium. Wonder- <laughs> That's right. I'm lying. <laughs> I wonder if Judge Judy could play Magic Mike. Yes. Yeah. She could. I bet she could. Yeah. Uh, and then the last show that they have, which might kind of be on pause right now, is uh, the Hawkeye series. <laughs> Samson's just still not wearing his shirt. Um, well, he technically is wearing the shirt. It's just that thing where you take the front and put it behind your head, so it's it's just the sleeves. It is warm in here, so I understand why he's yeah. doing it. Uh, I turned up the heat really high. Sorry, boys. Did why? you do that? <laughs> he's trying to sweat us out. Yeah. <laughs> It's about to become a very different podcast. It's the hot and browsing podcast. Oh, oh my no. back is so sweaty. Then lower the temperature. <laughs> like, there's such a simple solution here. You don't need to start strip teasing in front of us. Danny, you're talking like a madman. This yeah, doesn't make right. any my sense. Bad. They have no idea what we're going on about. Anyway, so they got the Hawkeye show. Um, it may be put on hold, uh, on hold because of all the controversy going on with Jeremy Renner. It, him and his What's wife this? are having issues where... The wife claimed that he abused her and would stalk her and stuff. Oh, and he no. claimed that the wa- the wife was doing very similar things to him and his child. And they're both having a custody battle that was making the news a couple months ago. Wow. And oh my that God. might be a reason why the show won't take off. Probably. I had <laughs> not heard anything about yeah. that. That is that is crazy. So I will say I don't know enough about the con- the context of it, and I don't know enough about what's going on. I do know that I read that this was an issue and that it could have potentially put the show on hold. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would be really excited for this show because I think Jeremy Renner in a more comedy-based Hawkeye, going back more to the <clears throat> cliche character and bringing along Kate Bishop, who is his apprentice of sorts. Kate Bishop is a female version of Hawkeye in the comics who just is really good at archery, so she picked up a bow and took on the same name. And the two of them work really well together. I'm sorry for chuckling. It's just the idea that to become Hawkeye, you can just be really good at archery and then decide, you know what, I'll be Hawkeye. You can do that with like none of the other ones. But Hawkeye's like, yeah, I'm pretty good with a bow. I think I'll just be a superhero. It all originated from the Young (laughs) Avengers comic, Mm. which was a bunch of kids were like, hey, we're going to take up the mantle of Avengers. So there was this uh, African-American kid whose grandfather went through a super soldier program Mm. uh, back in World War II, and he became Patriot. And then there was this kid who looked like he's a Kree-Skrull hybrid, looked like the Hulk, so he called himself Hulkling. And then, like, they basically all picked up these names. That actually features um, Cassie Lang, who is Ant-Man's daughter, 
who was exposed to all of him leaving his particles just around the house. Dad, quit leaving your particles around. <laughs> Sorry, sweetie. <laughs> I didn't mean to leave the particles. Oh, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of his, uh, his dad. What's his uh, original Ant-Man? Uh, Michael Douglas. Is it Michael Douglas? That's the one who played him in the movie. He played Hank Pym. Yeah, Hank Pym is the one I'm thinking because, um, oh my God, why can't I remember his name? He's the cutest man ever. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, yeah. That is not a Paul Rudd voice. A Paul Rudd voice is much more buttery and smooth, and I can't do it. I can do his dad, though, because that is just, yeah. <laughs> no, an old uh, man. Paul Rudd had one of the funniest uh, bits on John uh, Stewart that I'd seen, like The Daily Show, like mm. way back then, that I'd seen in a while, where the two of them were talking and they imagined if Ant Man was Jewish and was being spoken about by his grandmother. So it's like Ant Man <laughs> instead of Ant Man. And she would just be like, he can lift 10 times his weight, but 10 times his weight's not that big. He could stand to eat a little more. <laughs> and it was just like, why aren't you calling more? And it's like Ant-Man is like the hero of the suburbs, like that type of thing. Um, but yeah, no, so Cassie Lang's exposed to pin particles through Scott being an idiot, leaving them around. And she can grow, like she can become giant woman on her own. <laughs> um, so it's basically, they How all they have like, with that name? <laughs> she's, she's Cascade. I think was Ooh, the name. Yeah. A bit better than giant. Woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up there with she Hulk, I guess. <laughs> it's Hulk, but a woman. Eh, she Hulk. The more we talk about this, the more I think that I might be over superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, um, no, we're just buckling down for round two, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We still got phase four. Four or five. Oh my up. god. 19 television shows. I'm uh, honestly so glad that there's like very little worth seeing in the new phase of Marvel. And mm-hmm. like, or like not worth seeing, but like nothing that I'm interested in mm-hmm. because uh, it's such an investment yeah. and like of like time and money. And I'm so glad that I really only want to see like the new Doctor Strange mm-hmm. and um, maybe Blade. I don't think I'll see it Blade unless it's rated R though. Well, mm-hmm. there's also not like a huge amount out right now. No. Thor. The Thor 4. Oh, Thor, Thor does Indeed. sound good. That one looks good. What is it, God of Love and Thunder or something like yeah. that? Heck yeah. Yeah. Excited for that one. But yeah, so they got Hawkeye. Um, and then they have two more shows. Don't know what they're going to be. But yeah, that's all the news I got for today. I just figured I would wrap that up so we yeah. can move on. Uh, what have you guys been watching? Um, well... Is this when we should begin talking about what we know we all have been watching? Oh, I think we need to. Okay, well, uh, <clears throat> Disney's high school musical, The Musical, The Series. Woo! We watched it. Uh, not the whole thing, admittedly. We watched the first three episodes. Yeah, yeah. first three episodes. <clears throat> which I think is a good way to judge a show. Mm-hmm. And how many? It's like... Ten. Ten? Yeah, so we're about a third of the way in. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, are we doing a deep dive of this, or are we just going to chat about it for a little bit? Let's see how it goes. All right. I have a couple things. Um, I'll start off unless anybody – unless any of you have something Take it depressing. Away. Yeah, go for it, man. It, um, mm, it lacks the charm of oh, yeah. the movies dramatically in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, and one of the specific things that I really wanted to talk about and we, we brought it up a lot while we were watching in brief spurts trying to save the discussion for now. Yeah. Uh, the weird like half documentary style that they're going for – because yeah. half of it is like, okay, this is a regular camera move. It looks like it's like handheld. They're cutting to interviews. But then they'll do like full imagine, like imagination scenes of like a character's daydream. And then they'll just do like regular uh, – or they'll do camera moves that are impossible for just like a, a regular handheld camera person to do. And I'm like, wh- why are we going half and half here? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I just want to explain what it is for people who haven't seen it. Basically, imagine the office or Parks and Rec where they're sitting down with a camera, yes. except it's not explained whether or not it is a documentary or mockumentary or they are being interviewed. And it's just showing the inner monologue thoughts of the characters with zero explanation about it. So the entire time we're watching it is like, is this a video that we're watching? Is it them genuinely saying these things to somebody? Is it just their inner thoughts? There's no explanation to it and no way of knowing. Yeah, well, now that we're three episodes in, I feel like it's safe to say that um, the Talking Heads segments are definitely just um, used to explain inner thoughts of characters and kind of handhold the audience through like, what is this character thinking or feeling about this? Even if it's completely unnecessary, like yeah. they usually add nothing and uh, they don't really help you come to a conclusion that you couldn't have come on, uh, come to on your own. And um, I get that it's like for, for younger people and like kids, but like kids aren't stupid. Like no. it's like, <laughs> it's, it's frankly kind of insulting. I feel like uh, to its audience base, um, which is not us. Um, but, well, isn't kids. it? Yeah. Aren't we the audience base because we grew up with high school it musicals? It seems like we should be. I feel like it's I don't trying know, to honestly. capture the magic of the original series while attracting younger and current age viewers. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of hooked. I, I, I'm going to have to finish it. I don't, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But is that a happy finish it or like, uh, I guess I have to. Okay, so I'm going to be honest. I do enjoy it, not because I like it, not... <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, I like it, but I like it in the same way that I like like cats, you know, um, uh, or ballers. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, it's just fun. It's not great, but there is. I, I do want to see what's gonna happen, just because, like, I don't know. It's it's not. I wouldn't call it compelling, but I I, I enjoy watching it. Um, it is campy and it's got a lot of tropes and I will say while we were watching it together I was predicting a lot of the things that would happen or calling the shots which if I'm annoying you guys with that let me know because I can stop no it was like a a lot of them were stuff that I was like wait a second isn't blank gonna happen and then it normally did and I I realized like these types of shows thrive on those types of cliches but it's just kind of too predictable yeah. So I, I hope that they can change up the formula a bit more because every time something has happened, I've been right about where it's going <laughs> and I would like to see something new out of this. Yeah, and I also think it's, it's deviating a little bit from that. Uh, and something that they are doing a little bit new, I guess, is having the like STEM teacher be what appears to be the main antagonist, yeah. I guess. He's the only character that I've had that the show has given me no reason to root for, even though, I mean, I should say, I feel like the show is trying to make me not root for him, but a lot of the things he says are things that I kind of do root for. <laughs> like, there's one part where he's like, oh, you're spending your budget on X or Y. I'll have you know that on this stage, like, you know, my uh, robotics team built a fully functioning crab bot with only, like, $1,000. And then, like, obviously the drama teacher rolls her eyes and scoffs, but then in my mind, I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I would watch a show about the robotics That's a pretty cool there. robot, yeah. Yeah, I would say I don't actively root for any of the characters. No. <laughs> they all kind of suck just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, also, I feel like... What uh, about Big Red? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh. Big Red. I, that's what I was about to say is um, I do want to commend the show for having really original names for every character. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. We got EJ, 
is an actual name. Uh, he is a uh, varsity athlete who is the co-captain of the sports water polo team. Yep. Um, and then we got um, Nini and we got Courtney with a K. We got Big Red is a character. <laughs> I love Big <laughs> so Red. What's the male's <laughs> Big Red is the best so far. Male lead's name? Uh, Ricky. 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 Okay, that's that's the most normal name. So I, will I mean, say Courtney is not the characters. Either. They're trying to like establish their tropes right now. So you've got uh, EJ, who is the like perfect guy who looks like he would be a physical representation of Troy, but winds up like maybe not being Troy. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, Nini, who is your very stereotypical like just starting out in theater, but want to try to get the big role. You've got Courtney, who's like the sassy best friend. You have Ricky, who is the skater, guitar, like, can now also sing an ex-boyfriend of Nini. Yeah, he wasn't good enough for her. Yeah. Well, no, no, it wasn't It wasn't that. It was that he, he well, wanted no, to Well, no, no, but I remember it was, uh, uh, she said, it, he was a skater boy, and then she said, see you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, um, that's how it goes, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I guess this is a little bit of spoilers, but it's explained in the first episode, so I, I feel like it's fair to talk yeah. about what goes yeah. on in a pilot. Um, but the relationship between Ricky and Nini is that uh, they were dating for almost a year. She sings him this whole song on Instagram, and then he says because she's going away to camp for a month and service might be bad, that they should take a break. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be surrounded by trees or something is yeah. the line. I and, think. and admittedly, they are very ham-fistedly trying to to establish a little bit of backstory in that, like it's hinted at that his parents aren't in love anymore or yeah. something. It's not done very well. He just outwardly says a couple times, my parents don't really love each other anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's your motivation. Yeah. So it seems like he has relationship commitment issues and can't say I love you to her. And then he re- – like they break up because she meets EJ, the new boy who's like super hot. I meets him at wow. theater camp. He's got really good eyes. He's got really cool eyes, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um. And they uh, nice they break up, and Ricky wants to try and win her back. So he auditions for the high school musical, the musical at the sh- at the school that they're performing in, mm-hmm. and winds up like blowing it away there. So now the conflict is that they're interacting with each other through this theater program constantly. But yeah, I I I agree with Samson. I want to watch this show because it's a funny enjoyable way to spend time with people what i will what i've been thinking about it because i also guessed to a certain degree that i I would be interested in finishing it um i would say it is not a show that you will want to watch because you enjoyed the high school musical series nope i honestly the fact that it's related to i haven't there hasn't been much that has tied it back to the original series that has been a positive for me i guess is the way that i'm trying to say i don't think So far, it hasn't seemed like it's done anything really all that meaningful other than I guess I like the music already from the first High School Musical. I, I you know, like Head in the Game and uh, uh, Status Quo, both bops, yeah. love them. I think we failed to uh, talk about what the uh, basic plot of this show is, too. Oh, um, yeah, we the basic, basic Carol, plot yeah. is that... Um, this new drama teacher comes to this high school uh, where they shot High School Musical, uh, the movie, and uh, they put on their first production of High School Musical, the play, at that high school. Yeah. The um, musical. Yeah, it's yeah. the musical. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that that is the premise of the entire show. I Yeah, it, it's 
they're trying to play very heavily and they have sung a lot of the songs from before the other like the two boys here were not a fan of the versions i actually really enjoyed the newer like tones and takes on the songs not that like it replaces or is better than the ones we've heard before but more it was nice to hear different people's vocal Mm. uh levels and the way they were performing the songs in their own unique Virgins. Well, I'll say I liked the uh, status quo. What we heard, obviously, we yeah, haven't. I, do I don't think we're going to hear the like full songs at all until we get to um, when they actually put the show on, maybe or during like dress rehearsals. Because we've only heard, heard, we've <laughs> heard, we've only heard uh, uh, snippets up to this point, like during um, auditions. You know, they yeah. they sing some of the songs for auditions. Uh, and I'll say, I will say, at that point, I did not really enjoy the versions that a lot of the people did for auditions, um, but. I did enjoy once they were all together, uh, status quo, and I, I'd, I'd like to think that I'm open to enjoying the songs more. Maybe during that dress rehearsal uh, opening night stuff, because we looked at the episode names yeah. and like dress rehearsal opening night are two of the last ones. Then there's like a extra wrap up episode left at the end that I don't remember what that one was called. Uh, I don't. I think it was Act Two. Oh yeah, yeah Act Two. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so I guess like we'll go around and give our recommendations of the series and we're going to be continuing to watch it so we can continue to update, probably not as in depth as we've gone right now, but just kind of give like if our opinions on it have changed over time right now, I would say it's worth watching and I do recommend it, but do not do it on your own and make sure you've got a lot of alcohol with you. (laughs) Um, honestly, at this point, I don't think I can recommend it super heavily if you are, interested in watching it because you enjoyed the originals if you have no tie to the originals maybe you could enjoy it standalone uh partially because it doesn't i think make great use of the original like uh material um but i i am open to trying to let that change and i do want to watch more but at this point i it, i would not like put it anywhere high on a watch priority list no i don't think i would either i just think if this is the type of show you might be into and mm. you really like the movies it's worth giving a shot fair yeah, I would say um, if you like kind of campy, uh, if you like kind of campy television movies, whatever, um, you might want to check it out. It's it's uh, it's 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 fun. I, I I will say it's fun. Yeah, and I I do enjoy watching it, even when it makes me uncomfortable. It, <laughs> <laughs> I will say I've gotten more douche chills from watching this show than I have from anything I've seen in a recent times there's some cringy moments. there are some very cringy moments but overall this is what we think of the show we're going to keep watching it because i've also been having a really fun time watching it with you guys so we'll let you know uh, how the rest of the series goes but yeah have you been watching anything else lately sean there i when you first asked i had thought of something and then a high school musical the musical the series like punched that thought out of my (laughs) brain and is now still the only thing there uh, so I need another another minute to percolate. Yeah, I go think. for it, Samson. Um, I've been watching uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel, mm. and um, it's pretty good. Uh, that's on Amazon Prime. It's about this uh, woman in the '60s, I want to say. Um, I think early '60s, and um, she lives in New York. And uh, her husband does stand up, and then she starts trying stand up. And uh, it's really interesting uh, seeing. Uh, seeing her get she continues to she continually gets arrested for um 
publicly like swearing and uh, saying offensive <laughs> things. Wait, what time is this again? Um, it's 60s. like early 60s, gotcha. I think. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> and she keeps running into Lenny Bruce, who's a character in the show, which is kind of <laughs> cool, um, who obviously uh, – it, well, if you don't know about Lenny Bruce, he was arrested a lot and had a lot of legal problems because of his use of profanity on stage. And uh, he's a huge figure in terms of like free speech. Hmm. Um, and yeah, his act got banned and he uh, had some substance abuse issues and died as a result. So oh. um, he's an interesting person to play her against. And um, the whole the show is pretty fun and it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. So pretty, is he a mentor towards her or are they just like competing for the spotlight? He does become one. He's already like an established comedian in the show okay. and uh, they meet in prison and uh, <laughs> hey. it's pretty funny. Um, uh, no, so it's really good. Uh, Tony Shalhoub plays uh, Miss Maisel's dad. Uh, he's a really great comedic actor. Um, I love him. And the show's really funny. It's really endearing. Mm-hmm. Uh the scenery is incredible. The costuming mm. is incredible. I know it won a couple of uh, Emmys for um, for its. I, I wanted to make sure I didn't say Grammys on accident. Yeah, um, it, yeah, for set design and costuming, and uh, it's 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 been really uh, crushing it with the awards um, in the last couple of years, and they just dropped season three too. Ooh, okay. um, so <laughs> I I really recommend that. Uh, it's easy to watch, and I don't I can't really think of anybody that wouldn't like it i mean yeah fun fact my cousin was actually in an episode of the marvelous mrs Maisel. really so he was supposed to be a recurring character they wound up shortening his role to one episode but it's kind of i guess it's not really spoilers just explain where it is in season two i think episode four he's dancing with miss Maisel, and he looks like a teenage boy who winds up dancing with her that's my cousin oh wow all right yeah because he's been on broadway he's done like other tv shows and stuff so this was just like him getting into another role. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he's doing right now, but I know that was one thing that he did pretty recently. That's so, cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So I've been meaning to check out the show. One, because he's in it, and I always try and watch whatever he's in, but two, because it looks like a genuinely good show. Yeah, it's solid. My one complaint is um, I've I've been doing some open mics uh, with Sean here, and hey, uh, yep. <clears throat> the way she uh, walks onto stage and improvs, uh, improvises uh, material mm-hmm. and crushes it uh it's it's really infuriating to watch uh because that's not how that happens she never fails on stage i mean i'm only a few episodes in but uh it it makes me mad i'm like no well samson we're just not good yeah i guess so (laughs) we're not funny oh that's pretty obvious uh have you been watching anything else (laughs) uh were you asking that to samson or either one of you whichever one wants to go um i still can't remember what i was going to talk about originally but uh, my roommate Alex has been watching Mob Psycho 100 uh, lately, and I've been rewatching it uh, with her occasionally. Uh, and that show is absolutely fantastic. I throw it out there as one of those um, anime that's not so much like other anime, so I think that non-anime fans can really enjoy it as well. Uh, the quick rundown is that it is a middle school, uh, very very shy middle school boy who has enormous psychic powers, but chooses not to use them because he doesn't think that they make you an interesting person and more than anything he just wants to be uh kind of like socially accepted and feel like he has value in other ways Hmm. um which is kind of like it's it's uh it's also a very funny show it's a comedy beautifully animated 
Uh, I think you both are familiar with One Punch Man. Yes. Yeah, I hate yes, it. Yes, it is. Bu- oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just a, an incorrect thing to say. Uh, <clears throat> but 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 it is by the, the same writer. Uh, so it has a lot of great fight choreography because I, I thought that some of that was fantastic in One Punch Man. And also really good uh, story, which I think – story and characters and comedy, which I think One Punch Man did really well. So, yeah, Mob Psycho 100 as two seasons out. I think that they are both really good. Second season stronger than the first. Uh, so I would just give a recommendation for that. Even if you're not necessarily the most into anime, I think it's a, a pretty fun show to just watch, knock out of the way in like a week or two or three, depending on how quickly you watch a show, and then move on, having seen something beautiful. Yeah, I guess a little explanation as to why I don't like it. I really like the concept of One Punch Man, a guy who can just one punch and win. Um, I just didn't find any of the characters to be very relatable or enjoyable to watch after three episodes. Hmm. Um, I gave it a shot, and I kept falling asleep every single time I watched it. So (laughs) for me, that's just a a sign that I need to kind of move away from the series. And it's not like I've only tried watching it once. I've tried watching it four times, and I've never made it past the third episode because I keep falling asleep. So I've I've given my best shot, but I really don't like One Punch Man. Um, if you guys don't have any other stuff to say, I've got a couple shows I've been yeah. watching this week. Touch on very briefly, Avenue 5, which is a new comedy on HBO by the guy who created Beep. Hmm. So it's got a lot of the same, like, oh, characters interacting and being rude to each other. Uh, and it, the whole concept is that Hugh Laurie is a captain on a intergalactic cruise. So basically they, like, circle around planets because it's, like, 20 years in the future from now. And the cruise accidentally gets launched off course. So instead of being another couple weeks in space, they're going to be another couple years in space. Oopsies. And it's Josh Gad, Hugh Laurie, and um, uh, oh, I always forget the guy's name. The one who played Jared in Silicon Valley. Oh, Zach Woods? Yeah, Zach Woods. And it's like those are the three main characters. And then they have like a couple others who are supporting and I just don't know their names. But they all play off each other very well. I think the issue is I expected going into it with Veep to be more of a like vocally insulting show and to really go at it because in Veep, the characters hate each other and they Mm. clearly show it with the way they speak to each other. In this show, it seems like it's going for that same vibe of they hate each other and are frustrated with each other, but are not showing it in their, in the way that they're talking to each other. It can go more graphic. And I think the guy who made Veep should probably be setting himself to a little higher standard with that comedy. Gotcha. Uh, but it's a pretty good show. Uh, I've I've enjoyed the first three episodes so far because that's what's out. I do recommend checking it out. It's not for everybody, so give it a taste, see how you feel. Uh, one of my roommates, Brandon, and I have been watching, and both of us really enjoy it. So it's definitely got its moments. But if you're thinking it's going to live up to a show like Beep, you're going to be sadly mistaken. Uh, otherwise, I've been watching uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which just aired its seventh season. Ooh. I know, Samson, you don't like Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, um, yeah, I just I have a hard time with sentimentality and in sitcoms. <laughs> I don't like it, um, and uh, I, I have an issue with sitcoms as a whole, kind of because of that. But yeah, I, it's 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 not. I it's I wouldn't say it's a bad show. It just it doesn't it just doesn't tickle my fancy. Doesn't ring your bell? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. I like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not up to date with it. I'm somewhere in between uh, seasons five and six. Mm-hmm. Just sort of like a. There was no particular reason. I think I was just 
watching it through and then for whatever reason got interrupted and just never got back to it. But yeah. I do want to catch up again. That happened to me because Brooklyn Nine-Nine was airing when I was in like my house with my parents. I think when yeah. I was still in high school. So I was able to watch it on the TV through cable every week. Mm. And then when I went to college and I stopped, like I forgot about it, I wasn't keeping up with it, nor did I want to. Then I went back, rewatched it on Hulu, and I'm all caught up, and I'm just going to keep watching on a weekly basis. But that's a show I highly recommend. I think Michael Schur is an excellent creator of shows, and everything he's made so far I've enjoyed. So can't speak poorly on it. And then the uh, other show I've been watching a lot lately is Steins Gate. Heard about that. Yes. Yeah, so Steins Gate is an anime um, where the main character is a mad scientist who wants to create time travel and go against these like evil organization that's kind of alluded to. Um, it winds up being that he uh, goes through time travel. And when the characters time travel, they create sort of a branching off world. Mm. So you're on a normal timeline. This is like timeline A. A change happens that makes a drastic altercation. You're now in timeline like A.1. So it's just branching off into slightly different changes, but overall the world is mostly the same. Hmm. And he's the only character who can remember these changes. So it's like, it's time travel cliches and like all that stuff. And it's just basically him like learning and discovering time travel along with his crew. But yeah, I recommend that one. I really enjoyed it. And that I I finally remembered one of the things I wanted to talk about. It was the movie Train to Busan. I I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it is a South Korean zombie movie about... um, Is that by the director of Parasite? Uh, It is directed by... Ang Lee? Yeon Sang-ho. Sang-ho? I don't... Oh, wait, maybe that is the director of Parasite. I'm looking at his... Because there's one other movie by by that director that I haven't seen. It's not mentioned. I don't see it in his filmography on Wikipedia. <laughs> I think. Oh man, I choked. Um, I think I was thinking about um, Snowpiercer. He did Snowpiercer oh, too. I, so love I think I heard Train, and I was like, Train. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Snow no. So good. yeah, Train to Busan, uh, Korean zombie movie. Really loved it. It's um, fast zombies, which I always think is an important distinction to make because you have your slow zombie movies and shows, and your fast zombie movies and shows. Uh, I always personally kind of prefer slow zombies because yeah. I think it's like that impending threat sort of thing, whereas fast zombies are like parkouring over stuff. And I'm like, hey, wait, I can't even do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Unfair that a zombie, a dead person gets to do that. But uh, it was it was a little bit ago that I watched it all the way through and then I rewatched a part of it. I forget why. Someone was watching it the other day. And I just thought it. I enjoyed it a ton. It's, you know uh, – if you're into zombie and horror and stuff, because it is definitely uh, a darker movie, as with like zombie horror tends to be, uh, you know, a lot of people die. But I think it's I, it's something that I would say definitely worth a watch if you don't mind watching a foreign film and having to read subtitles. Uh, and I think it's just a really well done zombie movie, and that's kind of all that I really want to say about it. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, zombies are my number one fear really? in this world. And that is a genuine fact. Like, I've thought about what my fears are. Zombies are the number one for me. I cannot do anything with zombies. I tried watching Shaun of the Dead, which is a comedy with zombies. Couldn't do it. I watched Zombieland. That freaked me out. I went to go see World War Z in theaters, and I was terrified during Mm. that. I cannot stand anything with zombies. I love zombie movies and film. World War Z uh, disappointed me a lot. 
because I don't know if any of you had read the book. No, I hadn't. The book was it was a series of vignettes about like different ways that different people were dealing with zombies, and it had all these kind of like cool uh, scenarios that they explored. Like there was one about just like a community of boats that were like stringy, uh, were strung together, and it took place like before, during, and like long after the outbreak, and it had these whole things about like massive military. Uh, also, they were slow in the book, which is important as, oh. as a slow zombie lover. And so they talk about there's this one battle where um, – and I know this is about a book, not necessarily about a movie, but it's a book that got turned into a movie, so I think it counts. Uh, it's like a battle like some military force versus zombies and it was like a, a, like a many-hour event of zombies like slowly pouring in and soldiers just like rotating on this front line, like killing them as like a pile of dead bodies slowly got closer because they don't go anywhere and the zombies will just climb up the other side and keep falling. And it was just – would have been so cool. Nope, I nope. really would have loved to see that uh, brought to screen. But instead it was really fast zombies who smell if you have cancer, which <sighs> – I was terrified to go to Israel after that. Really? I, I was supposed to go to Israel um, for a wedding. And I was terrified because I had seen World War Z and thought about that marketplace. And then it wasn't until I went to that marketplace that I actually felt better. Because uh, you were like, there's no zombies here. Yeah. It was mm. it, like my mind just needed the rest. For some reason, like them being in Philly didn't bother me. But like <laughs> them being in Israel where I was going petrified me. I, mm. I couldn't do it. But yeah, no, zombies, number one thing I refuse. Also up there is smart cars. <laughs> so <laughs> I just don't no, like completely, I completely <laughs> it's a number it's another fear of mine I just don't like being in smart cars or the idea of Have being you in, been a in a smart car, car? no because I, I'm terrified of going into and also one. who owns a smart car <laughs> a lot of people in cities really? they like parking and they're super tiny I just don't trust them they're too small for me to ever want to mm, go un- in unreliable they lie all the time I don't it, trust them either it's, it's a pocket sized car that should not be on the road in major locations but that brings up an interesting question I guess we have your answer being zombies uh, in terms of horror movies, I guess it'll direct this towards you, Samson. What is uh, your what is like the scariest kind of horror movie to you? Oh, ghosts! Ghosts! I'm really scared of ghosts. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah, it's I. Uh, oh, uh, good example is. Um, uh, have either of you seen um, Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, yeah, I love I that. I loved show. Haunting of Hill House, uh, but I gave myself insomnia. Because I I couldn't sleep like it made me so scared that I couldn't sleep. I'm re- I really don't like hauntings. Anything with the paranormal, anything with ghosts, uh, really, really terrifies me. Um, uh, I would I want to go into. I don't think we have enough time for now. I want to go into Haunting of Hell has another point because it yeah. sounds like we all really enjoyed it. It yeah. was one of my highest recommended shows ever. Yeah, I loved it so much. Um, but. Uh, I think ghosts are also up there for me, but for me, it's specifically like paranormal activity style mm. ghosts where it's like small things, not much happening. And then something very big and terrible mm. happens. Is it, is it like the movies where they have the cameras set up and like, you see yes. stuff? Yeah. Okay. And it's, it's something about the fact that like there, the ghost is never really visible in those until it like possesses a person, mm. which I'm neut- neutral towards. I don't like it in terms of people getting possessed, but it's the idea of like it being there and you really can't tell and it could just be the smallest thing happening that's doing it. But there's something about for me that when the ghost like manifests into something, uh, I still think it's spooky. But there's something about being able to kind of like see it there yeah. that makes me a little bit less afraid of it. Whereas it's like 
if the laptop that we're recording on just slammed shut, I'd be like, I, my brain has nothing to do with that information and I am shutting down. So I guess to wrap up our thing, because we had one last discussion we wanted to talk about. So it'll go on for like another 10 or so minutes. Um, but it's about trailers because we realized there were a lot of trailers that came out recently and we've been watching a lot of them. Um, so I thought it would be cool if we could talk about some of the trailers we were watching. My personal opinion on trailers is that they reveal far too much these days. Uh, take a Marvel movie, for example. If you watch more than the first trailer, you essentially know most of the plot that's going on and are spoiled to some of the best moments. I realized after watching one movie, when I went to go see multiple trailers, that a line came up and I was like, oh, that would have been more funny if I had seen it the first time. So my rule with trailers is I will always watch the first one, learn what it is about, and then I won't touch a single one until I go to see it. Yeah, and even to me, if it doesn't directly spoil too many plot points, sometimes I, I wish I didn't. I think of 1917, which I thought had a pretty well-done trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But one of the things it includes, and this isn't exactly a spoiler, but one of the scenes uh, is when he is running along a trench, and that actually comes pretty close to the end of the movie. And I think the buildup to him doing it was like super incredible, but knowing what came after it a little bit spoiled yeah. it just a little bit for me. It was still one of the most powerful moments in that movie, I think, to me, like the I think the acting was super strong and the decision wise coming up to it, but then there definitely was a little bit taken away of knowing like, oh, he's definitely gonna do it and I know kind of what it looks like already. Yeah. Real quick, do do um do you guys have like a favorite movie trailer? Oh man. Actually yeah. Yeah. Um I remember sometime in high school I got really obsessed with one of the trailers for The Great Gatsby. Huh. Um, oh, I don't know have a good trailer. what yeah. it was. I don't remember which trailer I had looked it up the other, like a, the other day, it was a couple months ago and I found it again. Uh, I don't remember. Is it the one with the Jay-Z? I think it was or the wait, one with the Jay-Z. Or is that in the movie? I don't know. What I'm it's one of the ones where it has, um, uh, Tom Buchanan chipping away ice mm. and it's just like something about the music and the scenes that they show just really, I don't know what it was. I was just like, whoa. This movie's going to be awesome. I saw it, and it wasn't like the best movie ever, but I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I still got to see it. I had that exact same opinion, except when I watched the first Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. <laughs> I'm kidding. I am 100% kidding. That was an awful one. Um, no, I think for me, the Death of Stalin movie, because it made me want to go out of my way to watch it. It was very difficult to track down, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious, and the movie's really good too. But I just remember that trailer, like it stood out to me as something I was like, oh, this is going to be really good for me to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going off on trailers, um, we watched a couple. Recommend that you guys go check this out. So last week, Sean brought up this one called Horse Girl with Allison Brie, and all of us checked it out, and it was weird that was a weird trailer for what looks like to be an interesting movie yeah i mean i don't remember if i had mentioned this last time or not but i was like horse girl haha ha, let me watch this because it's going to be about a girl who likes horses and i mean i guess technically she does like horses but then it looks like it's going to be some total like crazy mental thing of like what's real what's not yeah and i, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> i'll be honest i think the whole plot is like when she falls asleep, she loses time, or just like in general, she's losing time from her yeah, life. Yeah, things are just like disappearing. She's like blacking out or something yeah. like that. But it seems like she's still doing. Obviously, it's not like she just disappears. It seems like she, things are still happening. She just has no memory of what she does during those times. And yeah. then, oh no, did they reboot Fight Club? 
I've never seen Fight Club. <laughs> really? I, yeah. We, we can't talk about Fight Club. That's an immoral rule. God, sh- sorry. Guys, sorry. You guys are on to us. Stop. Um, no, I, I don't think it's Fight Club. I think they're going a slightly different take, but I hope. I hope they're not copying Fight Club. I think I no, think this movie it, has I, yeah. I was just joking. I don't not, think not that Fight Club has bad standards, but I just think uh, it's too easy to copy it. Isn't Fight Club the movie where they like had a couple flashes of like genitals or something yeah. like that? Mm. Yeah, a lot of movies do that. It's it's called porn. Oh, <laughs> interesting. I've yeah. heard about that before, but I'm not super familiar. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I, I like Alison Brie. I'm excited for this movie. As of now, it's actually out on Netflix, so you can go yeah, check it out, and not just watch the trailer. Um, the other one that I had the boys watch was I Am Not Okay With This, which looked pretty good. Uh, it's by the producer of Stranger Things. It's like 20 seconds long. Yeah, and the director of End of the Fucking World. So those are two shows that I love very dearly. So I have a lot of hope for this, and it's got Bev and Stanley from It, the newest It. It looked like it had the potential to be pretty charming. Uh, I I I, th- I think it's a pretty good trailer in that it gives you maybe an idea of the vibe that they're going for, but yeah. then it tells you literally nothing. I don't even yeah. know the characters' names. I, I think that's what I liked about it. I like not knowing a ton, but having a general idea. Like you can tell one character is going to be nerdy and pining after one, and then the other one's just going to kind of be ambivalent and like hate things. And I think that's a nice dynamic to have between two main casts. So. Yeah. Excited to see where that goes. Uh, what, what did you think about it, Samson? I liked it. Honestly, though, like, I, it's hard to, to, to form an opinion. It was just so short. Um, I definitely got, like, Wes Anderson, like, kind Ooh, of yeah. uh, vibes in terms of, like, the, the, the humor. Um, but, like, as soon as I was like, okay, I, I want to see what, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a, that's a good example of, like, a joke. And then I was like, "What? What's coming next?" And then it's like Netflix symbol, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." N. Yeah. <laughs> next is the N. letter N. I didn't Today's realize it was Sesame sponsored by the letter N. <laughs> next, Netflix. Uh, then the Oops. other ones we checked out were Spiral, which is the Saw spinoff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they're gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. So Chris Rock is uh, producing it, and he's starring in it with Samuel L. Jackson. Hell yeah! Who's the dude that was his partner? Oh, I didn't recognize him, I don't think. I recognize him from things. I just couldn't figure out where I, I recognize like him similar. from. I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, I, I saw the first Saw movie, but again, I'm not good with horror, so I have to look away when I'm watching horror movies. Yeah. Well, Saw's Saw also, good. like, nasty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, that is I've, I watched the one. first few Saw movies. I got, like, just, like, at a certain point, it's like, ah, I guess I, I'll see, like, what what's around the corner on this next one. Yeah. The best, the best worst one is... uh. <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg is in one. Oh, Donnie, he, yeah. Donnie Wahlberg is the protagonist of, I think, like, it's either two or three. And he plays a cop. And uh, <laughs> it's so bad. He is, no. he is a... Uh, yeah, no, imagine, imagine Mark Wahlberg at his worst and then uh, make it somehow even worse than that. <laughs> hey, Jigsaw, how you doing? Say hi to your mother for me. I'm going to make you a burger. Welcome to Wahlberg. <laughs> it's going to be the best burger you ever had. Um, And then... The last trailer that I showed these guys uh, was Hunter, which is yes. the Amazon show, which is 1977, Al Pacino and Logan Lerman are hunting down Nazis. So it looks really interesting. Yeah. Definitely recommend you guys check out all of these trailers that we got. Um, but yeah, we just want to talk very briefly on trailers since that's the main thing we've been watching this week aside from High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here, though, because it's been a great episode and it was lovely having you boys. 
Uh, any, any final shout outs you would like to give? <clears throat> uh, my shout out today, uh, you know, I've done my mother, I've done my father, I'll now do Connor. Uh, use non-alcoholic mouthwash because alcoholic mouthwash can actually be damaging to your teeth over long periods of time. Wow, that was, oh, man, that was a great shout out. You feel like a dental hygienist to me. I've got a lot of dental work done recently, and I'm just <laughs> trying to give it back to the world, you know? Your teeth or, or the information you've gathered? Uh, oh, no, my actual teeth. Mm. I've, I've had to have a lot of, I had like a gingivitis or whatever. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Samson. Shout out to um, my the, the aides for my uh, uh, state senator, um, because sometimes when I'm mad, I just call up and scream into the void, um, <laughs> oh, wow. and it lets off some steam. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you next week. Bye. Good Lord, I have to pee so badly. <laughs>